Welcome to the Gamers Over 50 podcast. This is episode 61, Great Places to Buy Games. Apologies on the delay from the last podcast of the uh, gift guide. I got a touch of laryngitis that then turned out into a full-blown cold and seems to be jumping on with the uh, an allergy kind of thing. So I, I also apologize if my voice gets gravelier here or if there's any little pauses in there. But this episode is something I've wanted to do for a long time because buying games can be very, very, very easy. You can jump on Amazon. You can walk through Target. They, Target's always got some kind of game, buy two, get one free or something. You can go to Walmart. You can zoom in as a GameStop. Or, you know, there's other big companies out there uh, that, that sell stuff. But if you want better games, if we like more games and, and more differences in our games, we really need to support the board game, game, and video, all uh, sides industry. And there, you know, there's several options that will get you some, you know, much better choices in those games. And by options, you know, what I'm kind of bringing out there is, you know, these kind of questions. And there's lots more than just the few I have here. But, you know, does your gifty or person you're buying for or yourself have some cool interest and they could be, you know, welding or knitting or birding, or they have specialized interests like they only like to make tiny food. That's an actual thing. I think it's called micro cooking or micro. It's on cooking shows. Sometimes it weirds me out. Cause I am, that's like, I need 40 of that one bite, please. Um, <clears throat> you know, there may be a geographical choice, uh, like my good friend, Vlad, who is actually from the same area as a uh, as a, a character in a book that we all know, Vlad, get it? Uh -huh. And you know who I'm talking about. Um, so geographical. Do they have? You know, do you have a specific interest to help small business? Right. Uh, there could be you know smaller businesses, and we do have small business. Uh, shoot, is it Tuesday? I can't remember what day it is. Right after Thanksgiving or American Thanksgiving. Um, do you want to buy your games locally? And I say locally, like right near you. Or if you're on a trip, do you want to buy a game from a region that you're in? Let's say I go to Salem, Massachusetts, and they just happen to have a Salem, Massachusetts Monopoly. I might want to buy that. That's a cool souvenir to say, hey, you know, maybe they've got some kind of stuff in there. Hopefully something with Hocus Pocus in there, because, you know, it's a good movie. It's a, it's a you know, you can watch it all year round, really. <laughs> Um, or do you just not like shopping at big places? So I live outside of Seattle and it was the biggest culture shock for me when there wasn't a Walmart everywhere and there weren't targets everywhere. Now they're kind of targets and Walmarts everywhere, but it's very, we need to be local and we want to shop local. But the other side is, do you want to help out the smaller guy? Maybe the medium sized guy. You know, this is really not a definitive list, but it does go into the ability to take your personal choices and opinions or what your, you know, family or friends may think of their personal choices. You know, you may have someone who says, I love to buy local and then you can add on that to getting a cool game. So I want to talk about game stores first. <clears throat> and what I mean by a game store is uh, a store that sells board card games that is not a part of a national chain. Now they can have more than one location. Maybe they have five or six or 10. That's perfectly fine. But I've always been enthralled with going into a game store and 
you know, when I was younger, we'd be going into like seeing miniatures or seeing stuff from D and D or other RPGs, you know, kind of games that I would never see in our local store. And at the time it was like, I think we had a Woolworths and then there was a Hornsby's, but nobody knows what Hornsby's is because they're just a local kind of, but it was like a local store. Right. And, you know, you'd see these fantasy or sci-fi or just stuff that wasn't Monopoly or Candyland. And it was really cool. But the people that were in the store were also pretty cool. Um, I feel like at some point I walked into a game store in Lake Geneva and Gary Gygax probably sold me something or was in the store or was there because I still remember this guy like totally helping me out with Dungeons and Dragons stuff. And the funny part is I was on a, like a Christian camp uh, that time and our friends, we got to go into town. So I like totally beelined it directly over to TSR and there is the store over there and stuff. So who knows? Maybe it wasn't. It was somebody of, you know, crazy hair and glasses. So that could have been anybody in the in the late 70s, early 80s. But in those game stores, like I just said, you could have Gary Gygax serving you and working with you. You're going to have expertise. But the folks that are behind that are almost all like Gary's. And, you know, uh, if you don't know who Gary Gygax is, just take a look on the Internet. And you'll be like, whoa, OK. But, you know, if someone opens a game store, it's not just because they, you know, oh, I want to sell games and we're going to sell a whole ton of games. A game store is not like a Starbucks or a McDonald's. You're not going to have people floating in and you're going to have a very interesting clientele that is looking for an interest in board games in card games and miniatures in car, in uh, dice games, etc. So you're going to have folks in there who know a lot about this. So you have your expertise. You're going to have knowledge because these people not just have the expertise of gaming and understanding how games work, but they also understand it because they play demos or they go to conference or they're reading up on it. It's their livelihood. You can touch the physical game at the store. You can pick it up and you look at it. And I think about the game Tokaido. And when I went to the game store and I was really interested in the game and then I held the game and I was like, oh my goodness, that's the coolest thing ever. It's such a beautiful game. It is just gorgeous, right? And we all know my thing about game art, right? But, you know, it's not a picture that you're turning around 3D and I don't care anyone says that. When you have something in your hand, it's great. The other thing is sometimes you can try before you buy. You can play the game. Maybe they have a demo sitting out. And some of these game stores are also connected into game cafes. So you want a latte and a dice game, scone and a card game, pizza and a board game. That was my best gold member impression. Sorry. Uh, but game cafes are a great play to go do this. And you can go play, you know, a game. And I, I think when I first moved here, there weren't any. Or maybe there's one. Now there's like six near me. Uh, not near, well, near me within 20 miles, 30 miles, maybe. But that, the fact is, I'll drive 30 miles to go play at a game cafe with some friends. And, and sometimes the food is even better than what you're going to get elsewhere. So, you know, really good places to find that. So game stores is one great place. The actual board game companies, and I'm not talking about, or sorry, I should say game companies, not board game or video game, but Hasbro. NEA are big, big companies and they sell a lot of games, but they aren't the people who develop and design and contribute to the creation of the game. Those people are inside the company or they may be a studio that they hire out to do it. We've heard that on other games, but you know, I tried really hard in the holiday gift guide to identify companies who create awesome games 
And I also looked at the developed games and wanted to pick companies with smaller to mid-sized teams because those folks have really put their heart and soul into these games. And the creative geniuses who develop this game and come up with the vision for it are also sometimes selling their games. Um, if you go to their site and if you go to the game game site, you may see the game creators out there with a link to them selling the game directly, or you can download the game directly, or they have their direct link to steam or maybe steam's taking a cut. Okay. Not as upset with steam as I would be with like, if you go to EA and somebody's using another studio, but there are, you know, some folks who sell all their stuff directly and they have like a Venmo or a PayPal hookup. And that's very, very, very cool. Because the more money that goes into those folks developing that game means the more games they're going to develop in the long haul. And so you may have an expansion pack or you may have a DLC, a downloadable content that it comes out as well, because uh, you're really helping those folks and those companies grow like you're, you're helping a burgeoning company grow. And, you know, it's a great experience to say to someone, hey, I bought this directly from the company and then send a note back or a picture of you guys playing the game to that your friend with your friends and family. It, it's I, I think that's the coolest thing. And there's a game that we play uh, that was built very much. And I think I talked about it when our OrcaCon episode. I hope they're at the next OrcaCon because I'd love to see if they have any extras. But it's a it was kind of the D&D for kids game. And it's, I think it's Cats and Castles. But you bought everything directly from them. So they're making the money. And they're the ones who did the art. They're the ones who drove the concept. Wonderful stuff. Uh, go check the websites out of any of the games that we that I talked about. Um, I should probably tweet those out too, just so it has there. I am also trying to learn HTML on the side so I can build my website. Okay. So you really have, you know, the game companies directly, you have these independent game stores and, and it could be a part of a larger game store. I'm not telling you to not go to GameStop, you know, but do what you got to do. Um, the other side is, and maybe this is online, but Etsy is kind of like those board game companies. Etsy is a great place to find some games, additional pieces, the games, accessories to games. Um, and if you're not really familiar of game accessories, so let's say you have someone in, who they play a lot of board games and you want to get them something and you're not sure what to get them, but you're thinking, Hmm, I'm going to take a chance on this. There are a lot, there are several things you can buy them. Let's start out with game mats. So this is exactly, this is something that it's exactly what it is. It's a mat. You place your game on top of, and it provides better stability for the board, easier to roll dice and lay your cards down. Some mats are, mats are made out of different, materials <laughs> for uh that's a gamer pun sorry <clears throat> and they have a ton of designs and sometimes they're built directly for the game you're playing uh, i think we have a settlers of Catan mat that allows us and shows like where you put each piece which is really helpful for you know my kids when they're trying to learn how to put the game out i want them to get learn as well so they enjoy playing the game but game mats dice towers I love dice towers. Dice towers are cool. Everybody probably who plays games with dice love dice towers. Um, because the cool thing is you you have a tower. So think of it just like a little tower and you put your dice into the top and they go down and then they roll out at the bottom and you get your roll. Um, very, very, very cool effect. 
and a very cool gift as well. And they make some that are handcrafted. You know, I mean, you could go across the board of all the things that you could do with them. Uh, we ordered one off of Kickstarter that is all hardwood. It has specific engravings in it, etc. So we got a little crazy, but it also has little dice trays. And then it had coasters that we could put on too. So it allows us to have something for our drinks. It's all in our dice tower. Ooh. A dice tray or pad. Now, if you haven't seen a dice tray or pad, think of a kind of a, a casserole dish, maybe a six-sided casserole dish, but it has a felt on the inside and you can roll your dice. And the cool thing about a dice pad or tray is if you're tired of your dice falling off the table or not being able to play dice games because there's not enough space to play these dice games, then a dice pad or table is great. These are really good if you want to play something on an on a uh, an airplane. Uh, I know that sounds weird if you want to play a, a, a game on an airplane. Hooray. Uh, but, a, you know, a dice pad or ta- you know, tray is really cool and they make them leather bound, etc. Custom card holders, and this is built a lot for folks who like Pokemon or Magic, or maybe you have cards that are for your game that define everything. So like in Settlers of Catan, again, they have a little card that tells you what you need to build a road or what needs you to build a settlement or a town. Uh, Really, really kind of cool things, and they even make books that you can put them into. Helpful for kids. So when my kids are into Pokemon cards, we've got binders that the little Pokemon cards go into. Okay, custom game pieces or elements or boards. You can find a lot of custom stuff out on Etsy. And when I say custom, I mean custom. So this could be where someone creates the game, let's say your last name's Smith, and say the Smiths on your game mat or your board or something. What's that? All righty, a little liquid there. So you really have, excuse me, I apologize for that one. Uh, You really have a couple places now to go look. But wait, there's more. Uh, The next three places I'm going to talk about are places where you can buy used games or new games or parts of games, partial games. Uh, Maybe you have a risk board that's missing some cards or pieces or you've lost your Yahtzee cup. Or maybe you want more than one Yahtzee cup. And yes, I do know Amazon sells all this stuff, but. These are other places where maybe instead of buying it from them and not needing everything and some of that ending up in the landfill, maybe you're only getting pieces of the game. Who knows? Uh, this is also it be interpretive. You have to choose how you kind of want to look at what you're buying your games. I will promise not to judge at all. Okay, so the first one is Craigslist. And if you haven't bought from Craigslist, you've probably heard a lot of rumors. I've heard all the rumors. I've heard a lot of the rumors. In fact, I've read a lot of them, too. Uh, I found out that Reddit has sections where people talk about the horrible experiences they have. But if you're worried about safety, if you're worried about somebody ripping you off, here's some simple rules. Meet in a public place. Meet during the day. Lunchtime is a great time. And go with cash, if you want to do it that way, or Venmo. Use Venmo or PayPal to pay. Because you can always take your money back with Venmo and PayPal if someone gives you something cruddy. There's a, a, a big bang theory where Raj, Raj orders a uh, Raj's what's happening. Raj is big bang theory. Uh, he's ordering a uh, he orders a Harry Potter wand and it's a stick that a kid carved like 
two numbers in to give it a limited edition. And he like is all excited. But again, he could have said, hey, I order PayPal. Boom. Yeah. But, you know, the other side is bring a friend and understand that most people selling stuff on Craigslist are not crazy. And especially if you're buying like half a risk game, they're not trying to rip you off. Now, I would say if you're buying like a MacBook or a PC or a laptop or a TV, yeah, be careful. But if you're trying to get those, you know, somebody said, well, we lost half the risk game. Bummer. Um, or this is only half of our Yahtzee game. Uh, I think you'll be okay. Um, but you can find new games and pieces of games out there. In fact, I was looking for some extra uh, Yahtzee cups because we have a whole bunch of family coming for Christmas that loves Yahtzee. And I'm like, you know, that would be kind of a cool gift. And I can put them in the stockings because nobody will think that's a Yahtzee cup in my stocking. So because I celebrate Christmas and Hanukkah. I actually celebrate Kwanzaa too, because I really think any time to give extra presents is awesome. Um, and also to learn about all the cultures. Probably the first one, the second one first. Okay, now this is a place that you may not have tried before, but you could also try, and I have tried, and I know my wife uses a lot, is Facebook Marketplace. Now, Facebook Marketplace is similar to Craigslist. It is very anonymous if you want to buy something for someone, you get a, a chat. They don't get to look at your Facebook post or learn where you live and things like that. Um, but it is a place where you can go out and find things that are not local either. You can find things nationally and order them also. So Facebook Marketplace is out there. And then, of course, eBay. You can always go to eBay. eBay, you can find everything. Um, I would say Facebook Marketplace and Craigslist are making a dent in the eBay business. But a common market means you're going to have multiple options and you're going to have lots and lots of stuff. And I will tell you, if you are looking for those Yahtzee cups, there is somebody who somehow either they've been hitting the yard sales a lot. They got a lot of Yahtzee cups. <laughs> so I hate to say that because uh, it's funny. But also the other side is, and I was trying to think of the other game that we had. Oh, we had Sushi Go and it opened up somehow or something got spilled on it. And I went out and I looked at, you know, went online and said, hey, you know, Facebook marketplaces, are there any partial sushi goes? And somebody was like, yeah, we got the game, but no dice. I'm like, Woo lucky for us. So really take a look at those platforms to get, a, you know, an idea of some great board games or dice cards. Even, you know, I've had folks that is like, oh, I have this video game. My kids love to play and it got broken. And people sell used video games out there as well. Uh, they they work just as well as everybody else's. Okay, just a couple few couple more to go. Uh, and my voice is holding up, so I'm crossing my fingers and my toes. Well, one of my fingers, two of my fingers, I should say. Couldn't just cross one. Anywho, so Humble Bundle is another great place to go. And I remember when I talked about that going into the game store and just the coolness flowing over you and just like the game store when i was a kid was awesome it was always next to a tobacco store or like a pipe and cigar store too i always thought that was odd um never near the casual corner even though i don't even remember where the casual corner was in the mall because never went in but humble bundle is just super awesome and i love humble bundle i i, I will go out to humble bundle once a week um the very cool thing about Humble Bundle is that if you have a gamer on your list, and I'm talking video or board gamer, 
Um, not talking like you get the board game, say like a Gloomhaven, but let's say like an RPG, like a D&D level game. We talked about there's several RPG versions out there. Um, but Humble Bundle is the kind of place to buy a gift. And the cool thing about it is, let's say you have someone and you're like, shoot, I don't know what to buy my son this year. And he loves games. And he likes playing lots of different games. Well, Humble Bundle for $12 a month, you get a subscription. And the total value each month of that $12 is normally around $200 plus. And that's coming from their side. And they talked about hand-picked games every month to keep forever. And you get discounts, free games, and more for that 12 bucks. So, you know, Humble Bundle, very, very cool electronic game pull. But you can also get, like I said, game books. Some other cool things that you can get on Humble Bundle that I think were really awesome that would be also connected in this are graphic novels. There are a lot of graphic novels. I bought a couple months about Oh, gosh, it was before the pandemic because I've read them twice now. But there were some cool uh, Dungeons and Dragons uh, you know, graphic novels. And I threw them on my tablet. It was just kind of neat. The art was really awesome. The story was good. Follow along. But this month they had 3D printing, the ability to write better, so writing assistance, uh, coding and game design, and even some cookbooks out there. So the Humble Bundle is kind of the ultimate site for gamers uh, and, and a great discount. And the coolest thing about Humble Bundle is it donates to charity. So you get to pick the charity you donate to when you buy it. So in my humble opinion, Humble Bundle is really, really awesome. And again, like I said, I go out about once a week and it doesn't update weekly. Sometimes there'll be a new thing, but it really is a cool place. It has a great mission and there are always great, great games out on Humble Bundle. Plus, it's also fun to say Humble Bundle. Humble Bundle, Humble Bundle, Humble Bundle. No, I can't do it three times. Sorry. Okay. The last one, and this, I think I'm not trying to go in in order because I started at game stores and I really love game stores. Uh, but I do love Humble Bundle. I also love half-priced books. If you need an excursion, and I mean like to treasure hunt excursion, and no, not the Costco kind where they blatantly move things to make me walk around that store to try to find the quinoa or the special mints that everyone loves at the holidays. Oh, Costco. But I'm talking a real quest, a quest of unknowing. I can even, and they even move sections around on me, uh, but they did it for a good reason uh, at the one I go to. But Humble, or Humble Half Price Books is the place to go for this. And I, you know, again, they have 120 sites. I get it, over 120 stores. They are considered like a big company, but they're also not considered a big company. They're very local, and what they do is very local as well. Um, I do want to give you some kind of background on half price books. So, uh, in 1972 corporate dropout, Ken, and oh, I'm so sorry, Ken Jamari, J Jim Jamir, J G E M R E and fellow bibliophile, Pat Anderson opened a used bookshop in an old laundromat in Dallas, Texas. They ran ad ads in the paper declaring we buy books and soon found themselves with a few thousand books and hordes of customers. You could stir them with a stick, Ken said. That sounds like something my grandmother would say. 
But now they have 120 stores across the country, a website with customers and sellers around the globe, and they're the largest family-owned retailer of new and used books. The other awesome thing, and as a grandchild, actually great-grandchild, grandchild, and child of educators, Half Price Books has a year-round educator discount program where you save 10% in store. So if you're a teacher or maybe a family member is a teacher, take them to Half Price Books and get that 10% discount. Um, I love Half Price Books because it, it's great to just go to a bookstore and look around. And I know everybody's like, oh, we got a Barnes & Noble, I'll get a coffee. Because I think that's the only one. Borders, really the the king of all bookstores was right down the hall from the game stores in the mall when I was growing up was Walden Books. They're not around anymore, sadly. But, you know, Half Price Books is a place where they buy books and people buy a lot of stuff. I know when I went, I bought six things uh, yesterday. Was it yesterday? I think it was yesterday because I was so tired when I came home. I had to rest. It's dang cold. But, you know, Half Price Books isn't just a bookstore. It has music. It has comic books and graphic novels. It has great movies, DVD sections. It used to have VHS, um, but since I don't have a VHS player, I don't look. But it is great for old movies. And whenever I'm looking for a copy of Better Off Dead around the Christmas and I lose it because I put it somewhere and I try to remember that I'm going to put it somewhere and I'm, oh, this year's the year I'm never going to forget it. I still forget it. Um, and John and, you know, Joan Cusack and your welcome any single time you want to join the uh, podcast uh, always invited open door but you additionally have with the movies you have a gaming section and i'm not just talking about board games and dice games and card games and but video games and think of it from the perspective of maybe you're not going to get the latest game in there but i just went in yesterday and bought an batman arkham city game of the year edition for the PlayStation 3, which I do have one that runs uh, to the right of me, for $5.99. And I cannot wait to play it soon because I've wanted to play the game and I just didn't have the time and you know, put it out there. Uh, for the record, I did also buy a book on the CISSP exam, a book on learning how to code HTML, a Sly and the Family Stone greatest hits, and a Christmas gift for my wife that I don't want to spoil it. And I'm just making sure in case she listens to my podcast, she won't find out. But I do like to go over there every two to four weeks. It's a great place if you have kids because you can buy books and you can take your books back and sell them. And kids' books really move. Um, but if you have, you know, someone preteen getting ready to read and read voraciously like most preteens usually do because they find cool stuff. And I'm not just saying that because I got interested, interested into Tolkien at that time. But it's a great place to find it. You know, uh, it's just amazing. And if you're not sure about a game, maybe you have a board game, you're like, oh, that looks fun. And you don't want to go out and pay full price or hand your money to old man Target or old other old man Walmart. Actually, I think it's old family Walmart, right? Um, it is one of those places to go. Now, you, you, you usually have to go, but you can look online for books and music and things like that. The only thing I'm going to ding half price books website is they don't have a lot of the games but the other side of it is they probably you know where you may have a multitude of harry potter books or tolkien or 
you know, Frank Herbert, whoever, uh, books, games are going to be coming in much differently. And they probably only buy full versions of the game. So you're not going to find your partials there. You got to go to Craigslist or Facebook or Facebook. Yeah, Facebook Marketplace or eBay. <clears throat> but I will also say the reason behind that is <clears throat> built into their reference of it. And as someone who had a library science degree, and that was because where I went to school did not have a computer science department. It was stuck under the library science, probably because the computers were all in the library. Uh, it is probably connected into a public reference for them to use, and it's cheaper for them. So it drops the cost down for you uh, do, using uh, the ISBN for books versus the UPC code, which is probably expensive and not very publicly accessible, depending on what I know about it, which is nil. So meh. Um, but you do need a reason to go leave the house. Half price books is a great reason. And if you like to read, you know, readers, you know, people go look for a book, maybe say, Hmm, there's a book based on a game. There is actually Dune has a game actually has multiple games in there. You could find the, uh, Dune, one of the Dune games for it. All right. So there are a lot of places to buy games and books and game pieces or accessories and none of them are named Amazon, Target, Walmart, or a big box store. They're owned by sole proprietors and groups of people who love gaming and families who started game stores or bookstores. Please support these folks all year round as their heart and souls are built into these stores, into these games. It is what they wanted to do when they were growing up and what they love. So, Go find those folks. You can Google, you can Bing them, you can go to Yelp, whatever you want to do. It's also very fun to just visit them without anything else. Um, make sure they're open first, though. All right. My voice is held out. Yay. And I look forward to the next podcast. <laughs>